I believe the old quote from George Santayana is true. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And I think that we are in the process here in our own country and in the West of demonstrating the veracity of that quote once again. It has been observed by many that the 20th century was perhaps the bloodiest and most murderous in recorded history. By some estimates, the number is as many as 187 million people died as a result of the conflict spanning from 1914, the First World War, through 1989-1991, the end of the Cold War. I was born at the end of 1979, and I somewhat remember the fall of the Berlin Wall in 1989, but at 10 years old, I wasn't really aware of the significance of what exactly was happening when it came down. I knew that it was a very meaningful event. It was all over the news, and I remember it affecting my parents in a pretty big way, but it seemed pretty distant to me. And it seems even more distant now, almost 31 years later. This next month in November will be the 31st anniversary of the fall of the Berlin Wall. But of course, I now understand the significance of the fall. The Cold War ended shortly after the fall of the Berlin Wall, and as I grew up through junior high school and high school, we really didn't much learn about the Soviet Union and the horrors of communism. We learned a lot about the First World War and the Second World War. We learned a lot about Nazism and the extreme nationalism that you could see from what would be termed as the right, but we didn't learn a lot about communism and the extreme left. And from what I can tell, students in the West today don't learn a lot about it now either, which is, I think, potentially a problem because those who do not remember history are condemned to repeat it. In 1983, President Ronald Reagan delivered a speech in which he referred to the Soviet Union as an evil empire. In fact, he gave the speech to the National Association of Evangelicals. Again, I was only three years old at the time that it happened, so it's not like I remember it. I, I only really know what I've studied after the fact, but I do know from my studies that Reagan spoke of the Cold War battle between East and West in terms of evil and good. And in the same speech, he quoted from Alexis de Tocqueville, who said, Not until I went into the churches of America and heard her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand the greatness and the genius of America. America is good, he said. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Meditate upon those words for a little bit. And if you do, I think you'll find that it brings a pretty new meaning to the idea of make America great again. If America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. And de Tocqueville saw that that goodness was coming so much from the pulpits of America. After quoting de Tocqueville, President Reagan said to those who were gathered, many of which were Protestant evangelical Christian ministers, he said this, I'm pleased to be here today with you who are keeping America great by keeping her good. Only through your work and prayers and those of millions of others can we hope to survive this perilous century and keep alive this experiment in liberty, this last best hope of man. 
Those are truly amazing words from an American president to a room mostly filled with pastors. I don't imagine that you'd hear words like that in 2020. And, and if you did, you can be certain that the outcry against them would be pretty devastating. Talk about getting canceled. That would be words enough to get you canceled in 21st century cancel culture. Two weeks from today, our nation will make a statement about its values at the ballot box. There are a lot of people who see elections as an opportunity to affect great change in our nation. But I think in many ways, elections in the U.S. are rather more of an indicator of where the nation is at than a director of where the nation will go. It's as if you're taking the pulse or taking the temperature of the nation at that moment and you get an idea of where the nation is moving. That's what elections show. That's not really my point in bringing all of this up today. What is my point? Well, Hebrews chapter 5, the chapter that I was reading through this morning, Hebrews 5.14 says, But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. There's those words, good and evil. Reagan used those words in his speech in 1983, good and evil. Solid food here in Hebrews 5.14 is referring to the Word of God. It's a metaphor for the principles of the Word of God. And the author of the book of Hebrews was talking about those who they had not moved from milk to solid food. They, they weren't taking on the weightier matters of the Word of God. And so they did not have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And I would say that our senses as a nation have been dulled in large part due to the fact that the pulpits of America are not giving forth solid food. And so we, as a people, are unable to discern good and evil. So much so that we call evil good and good evil. We put light for darkness and darkness for light. We put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Those are words from the prophet Isaiah from 2,800 years ago in Isaiah chapter 5. And he says in that passage, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. Woe to those who put darkness for light and light for darkness. Woe to those who put bitters for sweet and sweet for bitter. And that word woe, well, one English translation says destruction is certain. And it's not necessarily a destruction from the outside. It's a destruction from the inside as the nation begins to decay and to collapse. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. The bloody 20th century wasn't that long ago, and we've dulled our senses, and it won't end well. President Reagan, again, in his speech, he said, the real crisis we face today is a spiritual one at root. It is a test of moral will and faith. No government schemes are going to perfect man. That is so important for us to remember. And he said, freedom prospers when religion is vibrant and the rule of law under God is acknowledged. Those are some words to think about and maybe to pray about as you pour yourself some coffee today. We'll see you next time.